Okay, welcome back to another episode of Live in the Studio. We are here with a longtime friend, Anna Sibarelli. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? I'm doing good. How are you, Shay? Pretty good today. Um, Anna and I have known each other for the better part of over a decade now. Yeah, I think we're going on. How old are you? 21 and, and we, we met pl- yeah so a decade so yeah. the first show we played you were 11 i went back and watched this video Did you really? before this episode <laughs> it was so cute we were so young i just remember looking at it and i can't honestly i can't believe uh the video's on youtube i i don't remember what it's called we played price tag we did you and can- it was at the evening, Tosco, uh, no, right? the evening muse it, it, was, it was Tosco. it was the evening muse yeah oh and i remember like thinking back then like not very much of it like i like your mom was just like hey will you come play guitar for anna and we shared a vocal coach at yeah. the time is why and i was like absolutely and so we drive down there i don't know what we're doing i'm yeah. like 15 <laughs> i've got the bangs i'm like barely looking at anyone just i think nervous but i couldn't tell you like i don't remember my yeah. mindset but you were such a bold little kid oh, like the you. fact that you did that <laughs> i was like looking back now i'm like i can't believe you did that at 11 years old what like i'm i'm already sidetracked from what i said i was gonna ask you first <laughs> give yourself an introduction say what you do i know you're in a band so give us your give us your i don't want to i don't want to jump good. too far in no. so uh i am well where's that my name my name is anna Sabarelli. i am a freshly graduated uh musical theaters not student anymore, but uh, musical theater person. Um, I also sing. I front for the band VHS Vintage Harmonic Symphony. We do have an album coming out. We are very excited. Um, we've been working on that for, I think, two. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going years. into my second year with mm-hmm. the band, so we're we've been working on it for a long time. But we're really excited. Yeah, that comes out August. August fifth, because it is uh, one of our guitarists' birthday. Oh, that's We're cool. Very excited. That's cool. We and he's the one who booked. He booked the gig days. that day too. He was did like, he really? Yeah. <laughs> like he, like on his birthday. He yeah, it? he put it in the group chat, and Chris was like, "All right, so we have the gig at Formal Playhouse, August fifth. What did And Bobby goes, "Oh my God, Bachner, your birthday!" And he goes, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, just, um, for backstory. So you started playing probably what, when you were, how old when you started like playing and singing? Ooh. Okay. So I started singing, like singing, singing when I was like five or six. Cause my parents were like, oh, she screams a lot. She must have something going <laughs> on vocal wise. Um, so I like auditioned with choirs and stuff. And then I didn't really get heavy into gigging and like singing really when we moved until we moved down here. Yeah. Um, so I had to have been about eight or nine. And I think I started with Sarah when I was 10. You guys, I, the first time I remember was at a coffee shop. You played, yeah. you played, I think it was like to a, there was a, I think it might've been Valerie and yeah. it was in a boom box or something like that. Yeah. And you sang along with it. Yeah. I just remember watching you at that age and not really like, I mean, we were basically, I mean, I'm only four years older than you. So mm-hmm. at that age, I think we, I would have been like maybe 14 and I was just also taking vocal lessons and i remember everybody in the room one being like super impressed because <laughs> uh, you were so little but you had this just huge voice and mm-hmm. and i guess for me like now as an adult i look back on it and like every gig i play i'm like hyper nervous so when you were little what was sort of the mindset of like going into a gig like that i just didn't think about it i was like all right we're gonna go up and do it and then we're gonna be cool about it. i didn't start to get nervous until i got like until I was like into my teenage years and I was like 13 or 14 I was like 
gaining consciousness mm-hmm. that like people yeah perceived me and i was like okay that's awkward so sort of like a ignorance is a bliss kind yeah. of thing yeah like, when i was yeah. like 11 or 12 i was like this is great i'm just gonna go up there and have fun and then did you like, enjoy it like when you were oh younger? yeah no i loved it, it yeah i i'm very lucky to have figured out what i wanted to do so young did uh do you think i, I always felt like when especially when we started playing more and more mm-hmm. so anna and i uh, I played that first gig at the Evening Muse, yeah. and then we basically went on to play so many. a lot of other oh, gigs. So basically, anything gigs. Um, that either you or your mom or somebody yeah. would ask, uh, we went and played acoustic guitar at mm-hmm. uh, everything from like dinner parties at yeah. Charlotte to little tiny gigs. Like I remember one of them, we were literally like on top of a trailer in the middle of a field. Oh my God! Do you yeah. Uh huh. Wow. I was like, wow. And we drove what felt like two hours to get to the field. Yeah. Like it was just so far in the and middle of nowhere. And it was so hot. Yeah, it was warm. I still get emails about like the fracking website that they made Dude, us sign really? up for. I don't, rem- I don't, I don't remember that. I don't know that I, I don't know that I put a real email down. I, <laughs> so. I think I met everybody at a gig. Like not, obviously I met you beforehand, but yeah. like I met Anna and Sarah Michael and like all the, that group of people, I think it was an evening muse open mic or something like that i think that. it was like a tosco yeah. party and you were mm-hmm. like i'm doing i'm playing a song for her you should sing one or whatever and i was like okay and then um sarah michael came up after us and then i met the it's yeah, just surreal because like, like you were talking about like when you were younger not really thinking much of it and at that age i didn't i mean i didn't think that much of it either mm-hmm. i just thought it was cool that i finally got to play guitar I'm like <laughs> oh like at a place like not just like at home or yeah. whatever and now i i I kind of wish I could go back and like recapture a little mm-hmm. bit of like the the joy of like you're so oblivious to what's going on that yeah. like other people are are like overthinking or or whatever and you're just there to enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I I I try to hang on to that. I don't know that I do that so successfully these days, but um so let me ask you this. When you look back at like all the gigs, what's like one of the most memorable ones? best worst it could be funny mm. it could be like do you have like a show gone wrong that you remember i don't remember too many going wrong no we we never really had any like bad luck we didn't have like a super i haven't yeah i haven't really like, had botched moment like i i do remember uh i remember one thing that kind of sucked from when we were younger which is, is we entered that contest to open for i don't remember his name it was a guy Tyler that you were... Ward? Tyler that, Ward. And oh, we, my God. And we got the most number of votes. Yeah, we did. And I remember, like, being so excited that we were yep. going to get to go down there. But the the people they ended up having play for them were from... I think he played in Atlanta. Yeah, and the people and they were that, from Atlanta. And the people who took second place were in Atlanta already. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, like, a cost saver kind yeah. of thing. That's lame. Um, so we ended up... I remember being pretty disappointed on that one. That one I thought, oh, we're going to get to go like actually open. Yeah, I I remember that one (laughs) pretty being heavy hearted. But um, do you have a gig you remember as like one of the best ones? Like, do you have a a favorite one? I don't know. I really enjoyed every single time we went to the Evening Muse. Like that was one of my favorite. That's like a very uh, classic Charlotte. And we just did it so many times that like all of them each have like different specific things. (laughs) I do remember a story of the Evening Muse. It was pretty, it was pretty funny from way back in the day. Do you remember what I'm about to say? No. Oh, is this the... I think, I think we all, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we, oh, we, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. we go into the evening muse and and we had been there before but yeah. i think the difference was is that it wasn't it wasn't a tosco it wasn't a tosco mic. music party yeah so it was just a normal open mic but we didn't really know any better and yeah. we were still pretty young, <laughs> we were young. and 
Uh, we go in there and like, I mean, no, hate. I don't really even remember what it was about. I just remember that it wasn't like, it definitely wasn't. Somebody got up and did spoken word yeah. and it wasn't PG. And I no. remember her little brother was there. He was like. And you and your brother were there. 12, And you guys were all like 12 and 13. Yeah. And everybody's parents. Just went. Was, and like just covering <laughs> the ears of all the kids like underage. It was a little R-rated. It was pretty funny. And I just yeah. remember like that moment being so hilarious. And we oh, were we were we cracking were up. And I like I it was like I don't even remember what everything was about because we were just giggling at the yeah. fact that all you guys were getting yeah. used <laughs> That's a good time. I remember what it's about, but I'm not gonna say it on the we'll keep podcast. that one. Keep we'll PG. Keep that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family um, show. Okay, so let me ask you this. How did you so we've talked about like you got into music basically just from being a kid and your parents realized you probably could. Yeah. So they sort of had you try it. Mm -hmm. You entered into it. Was vocal lessons the first thing you did or piano? No, actually. So what kind of happened is my mom was a professional new york dancer and then she had an injury that um she wasn't able to anymore Your mom so did that like a lot a lot right? yeah my mom was like that's all she did growing up was dance mm -hmm. and she had a dance studio when we were little kids um so i started dancing really really young and then my parents figured out i could sing and they were like oh <laughs> musical theater so they threw me <laughs> in camps okay. um okay and then when i moved down here i became really good friends with someone um who I went to school with and she was taking guitar lessons from Sarah. Okay. And she was like, Oh, you sing. Well, you should take voice lessons. And I was like, yeah, okay. Might as well. And I, I was like 10 and she introduced me to Sarah. And then from yeah, it branched history, out. here we are. Yeah. One of the, Sarah did like, uh, every, it was like, I don't remember if it was a yearly thing or whatever, but she did like a recital where mm -hmm. she had everybody play. Mm -hmm. Two times And that year. was where, I think that's where we met. So you got started in music kind of through lessons. And then what mm -hmm. was sort of the bridge into going to the theater? Because like, I know um, from my perspective, I, I really felt like, I mean, I knew you were interested in it, but mm -hmm. I never saw you like actually go to, to like, I think maybe like college was where you really like started to go crazy into it. Mm -hmm. um, so what was that? kind of like for you when did when did that become sort of a passion and when did that sort of uh i know when you were younger mm -hmm. it was kind of mostly music and then eventually it was like oh no like theater's yeah. really what i want to do i think so i did a lot of camps when i was little little and then i did my first show here in the fourth grade right when we moved here mm -hmm. and i kind of fell in love with it then and then um I didn't really go heavy, heavy into it until high school. Okay. And that's when I was starting to realize I was like, okay, well, do I want to do just like music or do I want to do musical theater? Um, and I don't, I don't remember what flipped the switch for me wanting to just do musical theater. I think it was because I just, for me, I kind of enjoy doing theater a little bit more because mm -hmm. it has like all the aspects of things that I love with singing and acting as well. Yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong. Like I love just like straight performing and just straight singing. No, I, 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 I kind of always, when I realized, I mean, you gotta, so I am four years ahead of you, but I'm out, but I'm five years, I think in terms of school, cause we graduated at 17. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have too much context for how much you were doing theater when you were yeah. in school. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, like when you did, I, I think maybe the first play, what would have been the first play we saw you in? I know we saw you in Ariel because Addison, my niece, was just yeah. so like taken because you had the red hair. Yeah. You were Ariel. Mm -hmm. And Addison was just like, oh, she looks like me. It was so cute. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, was that the first one we would have seen you in or was there one earlier? I've done so many. <laughs> 
Um, I'm trying to remember. This I know is usually where more, I know we've seen I can more remember than one. Better. Yeah, there was one that was like I want to uh, say Shrek. No, yeah, that, that was going into my freshman year of college. Shrek, so that yeah. might have been Shrek. Yeah, I think Shrek. I think been I one. think Ariel was before that though. I we also saw one that was like, was it like an '80s musical Back or to something the 80s? like? Maybe I think it might have been. I was something in like the that. seventh grade for that one. Yeah, there I were think, definitely earlier ones. Yeah, I think we did we go to that. Too. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So when you what, so for me like from the outside looking in on that. And then you sort of graduated. And then I think it was cool to see you kind of take a time like college specifically and just really go for that specifically. And mm-hmm. I mean, basically, from what I understand, like those four years were pretty much just dedicated to yeah, theater, right? That, that was it. Musical theater. What was the life. deep dive into that like? like um, it was a lot more than I thought it was going to be, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot of performance classes because um, that was my degree is in performance. But there were so many like theory classes like with the music theory that I kind of got in high school because I did band in high school. Mm-hmm. But this was like a deep dive that I was not prepared for. I failed it <laughs> twice. I was. Did you really? Well, I don't, okay. So I failed it once and then I barely passed the you second time. Music theory? <laughs> music theory, yeah. Because, okay. well, they had us reading like alto clef and like tenor clef. And I was like, I never why? Took it. I'm never going to use this. Why mm-hmm. am I learning this? It's mm-hmm. like learning uh, calculus in high school. Like I'm not, yeah. le- I'm not using it. Yeah. But, uh, and there's there's lots of other things too, like script analysis. And we have this one class called Histon Lit, which is like really, really hard. Um, but it just basically like deep dives on a bunch of other things. So you understand what you're doing as a performer a little bit better. Yeah. And it helps convey that story to the did audience you, more. Did you kind of carry anything from, from, I mean, I'm sure you did, but specifically kind of like what did you find the most useful to sort of carry in from being younger and getting so involved with singing and gigging into like mm-hmm. theater? Did you notice like, anything that set you apart from your classmates that you kind of already had experience in or just what was something that you felt like kind of helped you? I feel like from everything that I've taken away from gigging um, and everything that we did together, we didn't have like a set genre that we covered. We kind of covered everything. everything. So that's one of the things that I feel like I kind of am a little bit better at is the... um, the different styles of things yeah. so like you can give me something and i'll sing it you can give me something else and i can sing it it's yeah. it's not i'm not kind of pigeonholed a bit into, of a chameleon yeah you yeah. feel like like a pretty natural yeah i always mm-hmm. feel like you very you always had a very natural sense of like rhythm specifically mm-hmm. i remember like working with different people in the studio and things like that and trying to explain like the timing of like when to come in and you were never somebody that had that problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, and so i i remember actually honestly being like uh, starting out as like a younger producer and then like you being one of the first people I worked with and mm-hmm. then going to work with other people and then like not getting timing. I was like, why don't you get it? I literally work with somebody who's like about 13 me. years old and <laughs> totally gets it all, every time, you know, so it's just a, you definitely have a natural knack mm-hmm. for it too. Um, so let me ask you this. I'm going to kind of zoom out for a second, uh, just on a general sense. Mm-hmm. What does music mean to you? what's kind of the most important like aspects of it for you for me music is something that i just i like to put stories into and i like to find things in in my own life that like if i hear a song and i'm like oh i've kind of had an experience like that i'll add it to like my liked playlist or something Mm -hmm. it's just something that i can find a kind of um find similarities in the human experience and yeah and take comfort in other people's experiences as well yeah like connection Mm -hmm. and i just really love the way it sounds yeah (laughs) um Especially now that like I've gone through college and and have been exposed to other genres, one like choral music, 
all of it's incredible. Mm. Like never, you never think about it until you hear it and you're like, wait, mm. that's like really interesting. So you're talking about like what music means to you and what's the most important. And you said one of the things is like connecting with uh, mm -hmm. sort of either what's going on in the song and, mm -hmm. and also just kind of the, yeah. um, like the feel of the music or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, what would you say are like some of your favorite artists and or like inspirations? Um, it's, it's actually changed quite a bit. I feel like going back from like say when we had first started working together, I think at that time it was Haley Williams and Paramore mm -hmm. and those kinds of like the like considered emo bands or whatever. But now it's 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 shifted quite a bit, and I'm really surprised at myself. Well, your band is very different. Yeah. From um, what you what from what I ever thought it would be, which yeah. is pretty cool actually. <laughs> um, so so if it's not Haley Williams or or Paramore or people like that now, kind of who are some of your I don't know. We'll just say like who's on your Spotify playlist right now. Oh, I can tell you <laughs> actually. Hold on. Did you? <laughs> um, I mean, one of the staples that's like never changed is Sarah Bareilles. I love Sarah Bareilles. Okay. Um, but new, n newer. Um, I've really, I've really been listening to Doctor Dog. Hmm. I love Doctor no Dog. Uh oh. Well. Um. Give me a give me a summary of who that is. You would really like their album, Shame Shame. Okay. It's kind of like backyard. I'd, I I want to say folk, but it's not folk. Okay. It's like Mariana country. Kind, kind of, not country, but it's very. Sort of right in this, somewhere between yeah, those. Like yeah, like pop, but I'll, I don't know how to explain it. But you would really, really like the, the guitar stuff that's in there. It's, there's a lot of really nice acoustic stuff. Hmm. Um. The vaccines. I love the vaccines. I listened to one of their songs for the first time in high school, and I was like, oh, "This is the best thing <laughs> ever." Um, I have stickers in my car. It's actually, and it's funny because of like COVID and stuff. People get into my car and be like, "Oh, oh like the vaccines, haha!" But I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I know your dad was a metalhead. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What so... are some from that era? Um. Do you listen to anything? Oh from yeah, that now? no, I'm seeing Iron yeah. Maiden in October. Okay, like, there you go. Um, yeah, it's funny growing up on heavy metal. Uh, I've seen Queensrÿche a lot. I love Queensrÿche. Yeah, grew up on Queensrÿche. Uh, what song did we play by them? Silent I, Lucidity. I had no who, no idea Silent who it was. Lucidity, like, yeah. Somebody, I think I don't know if you brought it up or somebody brought it up, and we started. I started picking through that guitar part. I don't think I could play that though right now. Yeah. Um, so let me let me ask you kind of for music in theater right so mm -hmm. you have you sort of have music and 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 uh, live performance and all those things mm -hmm. you have theater um do you kind of have a recognition of of like what uh what do you think music's specific role sort of within theater is like what does that sort of drive when you're in a play and like the song mm -hmm. cuts in or i know a lot of times you're talking like it, a lot of times it's just like sound effects from what i understand like the piano will do a little different trills for different, yeah it, you know, it brings like, the, yeah the kind of along. give people a, like an inside look into that so, how rehearsed is that is that just somebody it, it depends on the show because i've worked with a live band and with tracks and with a live band it's a very different experience than when you're working with tracks live band you have a little bit more um flow and you can for me i am able i feel like i'm able to tell the story a little bit better because with a track it's very there's no forgiveness. Yeah. If you if you screw up, that's you kind of have to follow the track. Yeah. The, okay. You don't. But with a live band, the band follows you, that's so nice. you can go wherever you want to go with it. Yeah. Which is really nice. What makes a good musical is if the characters themselves like sing. 
Mm. like are meant to like their soul sings and it's hard sometimes you see it with more like the jukebox musicals that take like pop music and then force them into a box Mm -hmm. in a show yeah it sometimes it doesn't feel natural and i think it's a like a proponent of a good show is when the the songs just come naturally and they they feel like they're coming from a natural place Mm -hmm. is there uh like a top two or three shows you would recommend to people because so i'm not a theater i'm not a theater guy right so this is kind of the thing for me. The, actually, the only time I have gone to see like a Broadway thing was with you and our vocal coach. We saw Wicked on and, my birthday. And I was I was probably 16 or 17, yeah. I think. And We had nosebleed seats. Okay, it was great. <laughs> now here's the deal. Like I did, it was great. As in the singing was great and like a lot of the things were really good. Uh, I just never like dove any further into that. Also, it costs money yeah. to go to do that. So I like... That was one of those rare times where it was like an opportunity for me mm-hmm. to just get to go. And, and like I was, I mean, I had to go see a play with you in college. We with had, me? Yeah. you. Oh, it okay. was like a class you were taking that we had to go watch. Oh, that was a Midsummer's Night Dream, but it was like a modern retelling of it. I don't know. It was a little Did weird. you see it at, at uh, Shakespeare Carolina? No, it was in no? Rock Hill somewhere. I can't remember where now, but... Yeah, I, I drugged him to that. I had to go review it, mm. basically, and write a, write a thing. With theater... It's like I said, it's just not been something that I've ever like dove into. I mean, I love movies and mm-hmm. I love um, acting and like that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, it's it, it reminds me of like the same way, like almost like classical music. Like it's it's just not something that I think like everybody really? gets into. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, I mean, we watch, like we watch two set like violin, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. channel is. And they're always talking about how like modern music is so discon like it's related musically, but it's also just sort of a like a mystery like classical mm-hmm. music like who's making new classical music today yeah. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing yeah. and like they're one of the people that i think are trying to make like new classical music and so um i think it is actually kind of a cool thing to know somebody who's like young and wants to do theater and wants to make it a thing and and the more you watch like even hollywood uh, i watch hot ones a lot the interview show i love and hot there <laughs> i didn't i didn't expect it but the, all those actors are always talking about the different theater things that they're in so it is super popular but you kind of don't theater so what i've noticed a lot in recent years is broadway is like the holding ground for tv and movie people okay when you say holding ground what do you mean it's kind of like your like your waiting room before you go on to film okay um because i mean film film acting and and stage acting are very different but you need i feel like you need to have a good theater base before you can do a good film base because you can always pull it back but sometimes it's harder to push it farther like you need to do for theater hmm. so what are the top three that you would have people go see if they don't if they're I'm, not I'm, I'm gonna they're brand give, new i'm gonna give you specific ones okay I'm give yeah you that's guys perfect. specific ones um based on my knowledge of what you guys like i think you guys would be really into Hades Town. okay it's very kind of bluesy, swingy, but it's also like the lyrics are beautifully written. It's a beautifully, beautifully written show. I also think The Band's Visit. Um, the Band's Visit, it's not long. It's in only a one act. If you ever get the chance to see it, please go see it. It's so good. <laughs> it's actually like, I think the best show I've seen. You'll have to tell live. us when they're playing. <laughs> it's so good. Um, the, there's one specific song that I think you'll fall in love with and it's Answer Me. And I, it's incredible. I love it. Um, can I... Can, are those like available to listen to? Yeah, they're all on Spotify. Okay, I'll look it up. Come from away, I think you'd like, hmm. but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What makes you say maybe not? Now that I'm like playing through the soundtrack in my head. Um, <laughs> no, 
no 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 i th- i think you i think you guys you would like it. like it i think you'd like it okay so i'm, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off this question one if you had the choice between your favorite band or your favorite show like theater show which would you pick what would they be mm. if you know them and then which would you actually go to like if they're the same day the same time you can only buy a ticket to one so if i had my perfect concert it would be my chemical romance but three cheers for sweet revenge yeah era. that new song is controversial it's people, so good though i people, was listening to it on my way over here <laughs> i i didn't i haven't really like i mean i've listened to it but not very intently just sort of in passing and but more so just watching reactions on it like they're getting pretty mixed reviews on it really? yeah i mean I, that's what i've understood yeah. like i had some people that thought i don't know if it was i'm not i've never been like a overly like um like well-versed in the sense of like I don't, I don't listen to a lot of my chemical romance but watching different people react to it i had i watched people who thought they were going to be like really stoked on it and they were like a little not and they were more in the metal community mm-hmm. so was it i mean i that... think people expected them to go back to like the black parade era and like okay. three cheers for sweet revenge i think they wanted like that kind of like really emo loud rock feel and okay. foundations of decay is not that it wasn't no okay. it has like the kicks in it but it's not like loud the entire time which is i think what they were expecting okay mm. okay so my chemical romance is at the show who else oh i get like more than one well i mean you get an opener at least okay right? like, so yeah. you know what fallout boy i'm gonna say fallout boy. boy yeah that's a very that's a, that's a very classic show that seems like i've tour, seen i've seen them four times that tour has probably happened yeah i would bet I've, i think they would have played together way yeah. back when well i remember i was gonna go to warp tour the last year that my chemical romance went and I was really mad because I couldn't go. No, they're well. I mean, they're back, but Warp Tour's back. Not Warp Tour, no, but my yeah. camp. Warp Tour, rest yeah. in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Warp Tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll say Fallout Boy. Actually, okay, no, no, no. We're gonna do Paramore, Fallout Boy, and my camp. The the Holy Trinity, mm. if you will, of emos. Okay. <laughs> the that's emo a, Holy Trinity. That's a pretty good show lineup. I think yeah. for me, um, that would be a show that I definitely would probably go to. Uh, but Paramore has always been like one of the bigger influences for me, the, especially when it was still um, when the two brothers were still playing mm-hmm. guitar and drums. I just yeah. found instrumentally what they did with the songs. Mm-hmm. Brand, Brand New Eyes Brand was New like, Eyes. like one of the most influential sort of musical records. I always had a really big appreciation that mm-hmm. they would like. And we never covered Brick by Boring Brick. They had a they had a <laughs> they had a unique like take on doing things that were musically like very creative but mm-hmm. it being sort of tasteful in the way they go about it yeah. none of it was very shreddy which i think sometimes maybe i actually wanted a little bit more but i had a really like honestly i was never much of a shreddy guitar player yeah so it was just cool to find an artist that sort of was in something that i was like okay if i worked at this like i could really create something like that that would be yeah. cool um so they're very very inspirational in that way too mm-hmm. okay so favorite theater show what would be who's up against that lineup so paramore fallout boy and my chemical romance versus what what show you know i'm just gonna say bands visit because One it's my time? favorite that i've seen it. live bands visit bands visit bands visit awesome. but yeah. emo holy trinity wins that's you go to the, you go I, to the I would absolutely yeah okay so I'm, I'm gonna i'll ask you another question after <laughs> I, I was gonna ask you okay but if you could if you could go see one or play in the other no i i the holy trinity i would i would want to see i would like, see it and i would play in it i what's the favorite role you've played 
Your favorite role I've played. Oh, I I really I really enjoyed um, Fiona in Shrek. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the most fun that I've had in a lead role like that because she's just so like she's calm but she's not she's like totally psycho but she's like super cool and collected about it she's like quietly crazy um yeah do you think more about like obviously you do because i would never thought about that do you like how much do you end up thinking about sort of like where that character's at like are you trying to identify with every character you play or um no but it's it's more of a game of how do you can like convey the emotions that you want the audience to feel okay um like for Fiona, like she's gonna be at least some sort of not not crazy, but like she's she's definitely not well because she's been locked in the tower for how many years right. of her life. She's not had any human interaction. Right. It's like but I feel like with like characters like Ariel from The Little Mermaid, like you convey things very differently mm. in, in how you want the audience to to see the the character. Yeah. yeah. Um so let's um let's talk about this so vhs is your band yes yes you it is. have been in the band for two years now kind of so. musically and i think it's kind of to your point earlier mm-hmm. you were saying you know you never really feel totally uncomfortable yeah like no matter what genre or where mm-hmm. you're at because you've been singing and doing it for so long and so i know for most of the people that kind of know you maybe it was a little surprising like because it's basically like a folk americana yeah band, right folk americana um and so kind of tell us like how did you meet them how did you kind of get involved in that and genre wise like what's been kind of diving into that more been like okay so um i was introduced to john knipe who plays with them i introduced to him my freshman year of high school so i've known him for a while and Mm -hmm. and i've done a couple projects with him and vhs had lost one of their uh their vocalists and i got a call from chris who's who's in the band and he calls me or he shoots me a text first and he goes hey so you're i'm probably the last person like you ever thought you'd hear from but we have this opening for uh it wasn't vhs album at first it was um chase kilo who's a good uh he is in the band or he plays with us and he had his uh second album sad songs and duets that they need someone to sing on mm. and chris was like do you want to come sing on it just to like trial run and i was like yeah sure why not so i went in and i did a couple passes and they liked it so they kept it and then they um texted me and asked me like a couple days later if i would sing and with them for a christmas show mm. and then from that point forward i was just in, in mm-hmm. on every yeah every phone call after that i was like yeah. can you be at <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so when you when you first kind of heard the songs, um, I know like the other day we were talking on the phone, you said they sort of shifted. So what's yeah. kind of, what's kind of been that process? So when I originally heard the demos, I heard a lot of banjo and I was like, Oh, that's a lot of banjo. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. A lot of banjo, a lot of mandolin. Okay. Um, and then we, we got into it and we kept moving. And then I, they, the guys were really, really good um, about keeping me involved and like making sure I had a say, yeah. even though like I was late to the project and like I, you know, yeah. Um, they made sure that like everything that was done was also like to my approval as well, which I think is really, really yeah, awesome. Yeah, you got to kind of, you got mm-hmm. to, gotta, you kind of got to have like your input on the, like yeah. your imprint on the record. That's cool. And uh, from, from what the album sounds like now versus the demos, there's been a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, a lot of changes. It's not nearly as country bluegrassy as it mm-hmm. was at so first. So it's been like that whole two, that whole roughly like two years, you guys have been working on that, that mm-hmm. one record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. I think a lot of people don't think that making how many songs is it? 
I want to say 12. 12. It's in my car. I should like know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited actually to get to hear it. Um, the uh, I think a lot of people don't realize like making a 12 song album. Like, I mean, it yeah, takes a lot takes a long of time. effort, yeah. a lot of time, a lot of dedication. And this one's so like intricately done because we have an overture and then we have a chant and then yeah. we have the, the rest of the album. But I think my favorite part of the album specifically is there's two songs. One of them I'm going to sing today. Um, but there's who I was before, which is like the, the main big piano solo song. Mm-hmm. And it has um, ties into Time Has Come, which is like the big one of the big band songs. Okay. Um, and you'll hear it when you when you listen to the album. I'm so excited you can that hear I get it. This. I'm so happy. But <laughs> she said she was gonna bring me a coffee, and I was like, yes, <laughs> it's in my car. Okay. Um, but yeah, just and lots of licks have been changed. Camelot, which is uh, one of I think one of like the big ones that we think of when we think of the album. Um, is very different. Mm-hmm. Originally, it started with this big mandolin lick, and it was it was big and it was bold, which it still kind of is. But um, it was originally sung by Chase, and then now it, I sing it, and there's no more mandolin solo, which is a real bummer. Aww. I loved that mandolin solo, and I don't know why they took it out. <laughs> put it on a put it on a B side, like yeah. find another version to put yeah. out, or you can put that back in. Well, the Chris and Bobby are like, well, we can play the the lick when we do it live. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, pulling pulling back on it record is a tough it's like i mean it's an easy call to make if you're doing it because it's one of those things where like we like we have a song we're working on right now and i've been sending the demo to a couple different people it's not my song it's a client and there's this just i i like overplayed out the not like i'll show it to you when we're done like i overplayed <laughs> so bad but everybody that i showed the demo to was like oh, that's awesome, that's awesome. Just so leave it and i like i was considering cutting it so i'm like in this boat because I'm, I'm kind of a proponent of when I am playing on a record. And I don't think that this is for every record. Like, I hate it when I say this and like it's like a staple. Sometimes overplaying is great. Sometimes when you overplay on a record and you're like, I could never do that live. You're like, maybe mm-hmm. I should make something I could actually do. <laughs> like, yeah. repeatedly. Like, that, that I, I weigh that when mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Um, the difficulty of it. And things to like be that. honest, though, I, I kind of... I've always enjoyed that. Like I haven't been to a ton of concerts, but if I've listened through an album of somebody's and then I go in there and they don't not completely change it, but if they do it like a little different Mm -hmm. live, that's always fun to me. I'm just kind of like, see, I was musically, I always, well, vocally, I should say, I always got bothered when people don't, not if they do something that's more impressive, but if they pull back, (laughs) I get like, I wanted to hear like, like I wanted like, so for example, like if the chorus to the song live isn't the same and like, like, I got a little sad when I was younger. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. I wanted... Or, like, when they change the key when they do it live, they do it lower. That doesn't bug me as much, but mostly I think that's because when I was going to see a lot of shows, I was musically inept enough to not know that they were changing the key. Like, I, like I wasn't aware. You know what I mean? Like, I was probably... Most of the time we went to shows, I was... Well, and also, like... Uh, so, one of the first shows I remember going to live, like, the band... It was Thousand Foot Crutch. It was, like, a 2000s Christian... They started off as, like, rap rock and then went to, like, arena rock. Mm-hmm. Well, they put out a new album. This was back when, like, I went to the show and, like, I hadn't heard any of the new album. So, like, I didn't know if there were different keys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was literally hearing probably 10 new songs for the first time mm-hmm. and like the album was already out but i was six so like i wasn't buying new cds you know <laughs> yeah. i thought i was gonna hear the songs i knew and i think i maybe heard two of them and yeah. then like 10 mm-hmm. other ones um so yeah the, that kind of stuff was no the one i think different. of is um so like i really loved continuum by john mayer 
and he did a show in 2007 in la um and did that album and a bunch of other stuff but he does everything just a little bit different and he you Mm -hmm. know it's john mayer so all the guitar stuff's like on point and whatnot and so i listen to that album i think more often than like the actual one because i just like how he did a live yeah Mm -hmm. um so for the record what was like the process of getting it mixed and everything did you guys do that yourselves so we we worked with uh joe miller at the wave lab okay um he did a lot of he did all of the mixing for us okay um i'm not sure where he sent it to get mastered Mm -hmm. i I do know that they sent it off but i don't know where they sent it um yeah, we do basically everything that we did for the album was at the Wave Lab. Awesome. So, so what, are you, what are you guys' goals? Like, so the album comes out August 5th. Mm-hmm. I know, like, the other day you were talking about, like, two of you are, like, really keen to tour or something. Like, yeah, what's the, what's Bobby the and I really want to tour. We want to tour really bad. Um, so book them a show. Yeah. <laughs> do you have an email for the band? We do. I don't know. What I, I should know all of these things, and I don't. Um, <laughs> well, if you pass it along to the Patterson Recordings email, we'll send it to yeah. her somehow. <laughs> if you're looking for people to play. Uh, any of, honestly, any mm-hmm. of them. If, if there are people that are looking for people to gig, we'd probably be more than willing to pass along an email. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but we really we really want to do festivals. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that'd be really fun for us. And um, I mean, we we enjoy the bar gigs. They're fun. One of my favorite things is um, so I just graduated college. What do you do a lot in college? You drink. <laughs> um, and we play this one game called Rattlin Bog, and it's like an Irish drinking song, and I learned it. Like I learned all of the words. It's kind of like playing Thunderstruck. The chorus gets longer, but you keep chugging anyway. <laughs> and we were playing a bar gig, and I was like, "Guys, we should play Rattlin' Bog and make the audience drink." And the guys are like, <laughs> "Okay." So we like played a bar gig, and we made the entire audience play this drinking game. And I was like, "I've peaked. This is it. Yeah. I can't do anything else." <laughs> bar gigs are bar gigs are always interesting because you yeah. have different there's different versions of the bar gig and some of them are like super not fun yeah. and some of them are super fun and yeah. like you, you and have i have to... played some bar gigs that were less than par i i definitely have had um i i've had the occasional uh intoxicated um elderly person <laughs> <laughs> like get a little rowdy at the show a little, a little heckly that's yeah. pretty those are always pretty funny moments you're like well, we had one of them that was song requests, and like we didn't know any of them, and we were like, oh, "That's no. always hard." Yeah, we were like, "Oh so, no!" Do you know this one? Do you know this one? We're like, I it's nope, I hate when it. you get don't like parents who bring their little kids, and the little kids come up to you and they're like, "Do you know this song?" And like I had one girl ask me, and I was like, "Who sings that?" And she goes, "Jojo Siwa," and I went, "Oh no, nope, I don't <laughs> know that not one." Not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know not that one. Not gonna happen. Sorry, kid. <laughs> um, so you guys are looking to to tour to play shows mm-hmm. at festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, we started very very dipping our toes into the water for the second album yeah bobby and i have started on that you're playing a song today for mm-hmm. us the song is called who i was before okay so tell us about that tell us um kind of like what you're playing on and mm-hmm. what the song's about if you if you have like the lyrical kind of like background yeah. on it so um i i didn't write anything on this first album bobby wrote everything but my interpretation of what i've gathered for who i was before it's kind of like everyone's been through that like really terrible breakup that just like destroys you as a person mm. and kind of finding yourself again and and you like face that point where you're like this is terrible i don't want to feel like this anymore but also like I don't know how to, am I ever going to be able to go back to who I was before like I met normal. this person in this yeah. situation? Um, and at the end, it kind of is like you're you're reaching the end of the road and you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe I am going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Hmm. So. That's cool. So sort of like a 
hope in a very tough situation yeah. kind of song. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm, I am going to wrap it here. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. It was a joy me. to have you. Uh, without any further ado, here is Anna Ciborelli performing Who I Was Before by her band VHS. Summer days, they come and go 